0: Together, we will win. Now, here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dremisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego.
1: Hi, right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM
0: 1170.
1: The Answer. Hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call our attorney, John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearm attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. 760-642-7150. Or you can just visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right. What's up, Dave? Just kicking chickens. There you go. Got down to uh, El Cajon Ford, crawled up into Gravedigger. Oh, Really? wasn't Grave he? Grave Digger. Yeah, I know. And that's where Action Jackson is as we speak. He is. We had a whole long conversation about Grave
2: Digger yesterday. Uh,
1: he's a fanatic. He figured out how to... He's with uh, Dennis Anderson's kid. Got his picture taken and he got Chase uh, Dog decal on the side of uh of Gravedigger? Yeah, on the side of Gravedigger. That's awesome. <laughs> so he's down there, he's just like a little kid in a candy store. Down well, there. quite literally. <laughs> quite literally. Quite literally. Yeah. So he's uh the act it's going hot and heavy as we speak. So we won't see him today. No, he's uh he's out
2: uh watching Gravedigger. I was talking to him yesterday. We had the grand opening Is that your of
1: your new adopted son. <laughs> well it's more the like son you never had.
2: He I I I I look at
1: him as a protege. He do kinda look alike. He looks like a miniature you. Except you don't wear glasses. I'm not yeah, I'm not that good looking.
2: I was
3: thinking Kid Rock had a protege like that. Yeah. (laughs) He's like my little what was that guy's name? I don't know. I remember seeing the live performance of something that they did on stage. uh, If you're listening, you can remember that
2: that little guy that Kid Rock used to have around uh send a text us or or something. But I was thinking this
1: it was uh Joe C.
2: Yeah, he's my little Joe C. That's awesome. That
1: is so funny. Yeah. Uh,
2: no, he well, we came. He came to the uh, the grand opening of American Shooters in Alcajon uh, mm-hmm. We were there, so he was there. Uh, it was kind of cool. We were sitting there uh, talking and chatting and whatever. Chase was there, and everybody was having a good time. Have a good and turnout. Very good turnout. Very good turnout. It was pretty uh, full for most of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, people got some great prices some great uh deals uh, deals we're having our meeting there on tuesday san diego County gun owners is having our meeting there on tuesday by the way that's our month one of our monthly meetings that's our east slash central monthly meeting on tuesday night um so if you missed the grand opening on saturday come on down tuesday um can you still get good deals yeah oh absolutely big okay. time they're, they're having this they're, they're gonna have a sale for a while um but uh, we're sitting there and uh somebody came up stranger none of us had ever met him before um, and said, uh, "Oh, you're Action Jackson. Uh, say the answer." And so he got to, you know, say the answer. Yeah. <laughs> he's so cute. So it was fun. Yeah, it was cool.
1: Well, that's good that uh, we got another good gun shop in town. Yeah,
2: and we have. So the winner of the two boxes of ammo, we had a, a, a gun owners radio giveaway for uh, American shooters, and uh, they got they get two free boxes of ammo mm-hmm. for. I'm not sure what they did, but uh, do we have a do we have a drum roll? Richard Hartman, Mm -hmm. congratulations. You won the ammo, and I'm not sure what, Richard, I don't know how to tell you to collect the ammo. But if you get a hold of Gun Owners Radio, we'll figure it out. We'll get you two boxes of ammo. Congratulations. It was nice seeing you down there. Uh, Appreciate you coming out. Uh, Fantastic job done by all. There was all kinds of pizza and guns and ammo, and it was fun. Um, a couple things happened that so, uh, we wanted to just just touch on. Um, the city, uh, I'm sorry, the county of San Diego, the county of San Diego implemented two new regulations. Um, one is, one part of the regulation, is all the same thing, but one part of the regulation is they, uh, you can't buy 80% lowers unless they're serialized is basically what it is. It's in essence a ban on your ability to, to do a home manufactured firearm. Right. They're billing it as a ghost gun thing, but it has absolutely nothing to do with ghost guns. Ghost a ghost gun is a, a term for a for an unserialized gun. It has right. no serial number. That's what that's well, what a ghost gun is. Well, but those you yeah. there's no, it's, you have to have a serial number. But right if you buy
1: gun. the kit, it doesn't come with a serial number.
2: <laughs> right, well, because because uh, it's raw material. Because you're buying raw material, you're right. not buying a
1: gun. So if you can't. If you can't buy, buy the kid serial, serial number, how you got to put a serial number on it after you build it?
2: Yeah, and l- let me tell you how much they
3: care about that important detail. Zip. <laughs> well, it's, it's the micro stamp approach, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, you gotta have this, but you can't get this. Yeah, yeah I was talking to
2: a, a Union Tribune reporter, and she liked my uh, analogy. It's it it'd be is it'd be like if uh, if the state of California said, yeah, you can sell any car you want in California as long as it flies.
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, so, we don't have flying cars, so you not can, yet. You know, um, not yet. I like, I like I like your positive attitude there. Not yet. We're working on it. We're working on it. Well, yeah. yeah it's it is what it is. I mean, it's you know, the, the this this next year to two years is just going to be insane.
2: It's going to be pretty brutal. Um, I, I think that the uh, Board of Supervisors has proven that they are uh, they're they're very comfortable being as extreme as they possibly mm-hmm. can right um there's no case to be made that the change of leadership in the county board of supervisors is a reasonable uh change they they really they could have come in and said hey look we're really going to make sure that we fill potholes and make sure that people have medical you know emergency medical services that sort of thing instead they're they're doing things like you know banning manufacturing of guns and you know yeah. it, well, i mean they really truly are being extreme
3: nathan fletcher's running right in november is that he right is, for election correct. so i'm sure there's a plan the uh, other party must have a plan to address that and run somebody against him what hey, other Minton. party the, there's another party isn't there? I <laughs> that
1: I, not that I'm aware of. Do you know of any other party? I don't know of any other party. <laughs> not I, anybody that's done anything. Know, both parties are kind
2: of equally as lame for different reasons, frankly. Well,
1: well, you heard about this group. I don't even I can't I think they're in Northern Cal. They got sick and tired of the pothole issue, so they so they're the, like the Pothole Brigade. So they're going out yeah. and they're filling potholes. So the city didn't like yep. it, said what you're using is illegal and it's not <laughs> up to standards, so you have to stop filling potholes. Which is the actual, it's the, the
2: literal purpose of a, of a city council is to fill potholes. That's exactly That's why, all why a city council was d- developed in, you know, 200 years ago. Now, we're not going to fill them, but you're not either. Right. So the other part of it is a storage law uh, regulation which they copied the city both both regulations were a copy of the city of san diego if you live now now this only uh, applies to the unincorporated areas so this ban on on home manufactured firearms uh you know and, and oh and
1: alpine i can't do it
2: right so only in the unincorporated areas that doesn't apply to the 18 cities it only applies to the unincorporated areas and the reason for that is well that, that because that's their jurisdiction the The county board of supervisors. Oh, I see. They can't make some kind of law like that that affects like La Mesa or
1: alcohol So let's or go pick on the other guys.
2: Well, it's just hey, we're gonna we're gonna ban. So now the plan is to try to do to work it city by city. Um, so your city council is probably going to. They're they're probably trying to get your city council to pass these things. I'll laws. have a car designed to fly by next Thursday. <laughs> you just wait. So the storage law is, um, you basically in your home, your gun, you can't, um, uh, you have to store your gun uh, locked or inoperable unless in the, you're unless you're touching it in the freezer, in the you put it in the freezer. Well, I don't even know. Well, so it's your so vague. Has to lock, right? Yeah, you you'd, you'd have, have to. I have a lock on my freezer. First <laughs> off, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I have dogs. Oh, all, right, all right, that makes <laughs> sense. So. This is the unincorporated area. So once this law, and I think it's 30 days, this thing goes into effect. If you're in the unincorporated areas of the county, you have to store your firearms locked or inoperable unless you're actually touching it. Let, oh. that,
1: let that sink in for a second. I'm just going to strap them all on me then. I'll be walking around, <laughs> clinkety-clank, clinkety-clank.
2: But how much does that, you think that represents Ramona? You think people in Ramona
1: are going, hey, great. Oh, Ramona will, will do that in a heartbeat. Or you can, I can hear him clanking now. So right, well, is. don't go anywhere, folks, because we have a coming up next Mill Spec Mojo, right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170, the Answer. the Answer. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Don Mejio, better known as the Millspec Mojo, is next. But first, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Make sure you are protected for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Listeners, you can get a free t-shirt when you use the code Gun Owners Radio. Sign up today. Go to uslawshield.com. All right, so right now we
2: should have Don Mejio on. Did I say his name?
3: That's how I'm saying it,
2: Don, Don Mejio. <laughs> you know, you know how we we would know uh how to if, the best way we I guess would find out how to pronounce his name. Would be if you were on the phone, but for whatever reason he hasn't called in yet. So, um, I, gonna, I
3: thought you were going to ask uh, Siri to do it, but uh, but then <laughs> the Siri on my phone though calls El Cajon, E-I Cajon, so that's what I uh, that's what I get on my map. So can't <laughs> depend on that.
2: And yeah, uh, I would forget Kuy- <laughs> Kuyamaka. Don't even try Kuyamaka. <laughs> so Don is a. Uh, what do you know about Don, Joe?
3: I don't just from what I um, from what I saw. I went on his YouTube channel and. Uh, Got a lot of uh, a lot of shooting uh, stuff on there. He looks like he's pretty good. <laughs> I noticed that uh, with a handgun, but um, I think it said he's former uh, DoD law enforcement. Uh, it looked like that. There was a lot of um, a lot of different videos, a lot of different ranges. So, um, but his
2: it, but big thing is he's got a YouTube channel.
3: Yeah, seems like it because uh, that's that's what kept coming up. So, in my limited research, that's what I found.
2: What do you think about that in general? There seems to I I'm a, you know, and honestly, the person that introduced me. To all these influencers which is the, the term uh-huh. uh, was rich he was he was the one uh, when he started producing the show he said, hey you know uh, uh, have you heard of this guy have you heard of that guy have you seen this person have you checked out this channel and the only one I was really familiar with was John Korea yeah uh, and then but from there's a whole world of gun content out there
3: there is and there's a lot of people apparently that look at that like when I was looking at this uh, the mill spec mojo, so I think there was 117,000 followers, and uh, I'm not sure if uh, when when Don shows up we'll ask uh, how long he's been at it with this stuff. But um, you know the content was interesting, and it's I think it's good to see that kind of stuff up there. I mean, you know it's the internet, so the internet's the internet. So I mean there's there's goobers up there doing all sorts of goofy things too, but there's a lot of quality stuff. Um, just from the stuff I've seen, and uh, I'm, that's what I'm impressed
2: with is that because you're right, every idiot's got a platform now. That's mm. kind of the downside of the internet, right? Every idiot's got a platform. Yeah. If I had, if and I they, just, if I had to sum up the problem with the internet <laughs> in one sentence, it would be every idiot's got a platform. Yeah, anymore. and they were always out there. He just didn't see them. Yeah, they just they didn't <laughs> have a platform. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, but I'm really, frankly, very impressed with the high quality. You know, I there's a lot of industries, right? There's, you know, fashion people have taken to the YouTube and they have channels. There's, um, you know, cooking and like you name it, right? Everybody's got, um, uh, you know, every industry has a presence on YouTube and, you know, uh, off-roaders and whatever. The quality of, of gun folks, uh, I think, is really, really high. The, the information you can get out there for free on, on YouTube is actually amazing.
3: No, and there was stuff too, like uh, I was telling you last week, I just bought a, um, a Savage 110 and 6.5 Creedmoor. Wow. And uh, a precision rifle. And um, I was looking, and I've got a scope at home to put on it, um, but I was looking for the mounting rails, and I happened to be, I was watching, you know, I was looking for uh, reviews on that on YouTube, on, yeah. the, uh, on the gun. And I was watching one that was a pretty good review, but the guy had mentioned, he said, yeah, when you get the rail to mount your scope on this, he said, don't get the Savage 110 rail, mm. uh, because he said in the 6.5 Creedmoor, that's, consider- that's considered like a short stroke, Thing. So, the mounting holes for the rail is different. You need to get the Savage 10 rail. So, uh, had I not watched that video, I'd have probably ordered the other one and I'd have had the uh, you know I'd have had a problem with you, that. You're, it would have gone off the rails. Your pressure would
2: have gone off the rails. All right. Well, Don's here. Why don't you introduce Don? Hi All right, guys. I'm, Don, you're here.
4: Sorry. I, I, yeah. How's it going? Sorry, guys. Definitely had some crappy signal where I'm at right now, but I'm super excited for the interview. How are you guys doing today? We're doing
3: great here. You could actually ask us stuff, I guess, huh? So <laughs> no, it's good. I'm uh, glad you're here. Where are you at, anyway? Because I was I was watching your videos, and you have like weather
4: Yeah, no, I'm currently doing some training over here at the Las uh, Vegas uh, range uh, for the PD, and we're just having a good old time shooting some drills and learning. Okay, great. So guess it's a perfect time. So this is awesome. Like I'm in the train. I'm in the mode of training. I'm in the mentality of training. So this is actually really perfect.
3: Okay, great. Where are you located at normally when you're not uh, traveling around training? Are you, are you in the Vegas area?
4: No, I'm not in the Vegas area. I'm from Washington State.
3: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because uh, I thought I saw looking at some of your videos, there was rain, there was snow. I thought, wow, he's from somewhere else. With <laughs> weather. Somewhere with weather. weather. <laughs> Tell, describe uh, what, what it is you do uh, for a, been, a living.
4: Uh, I'm a police officer full-time. I'm a sure State of Washington. love my job, love serving a community and being a protector of the constitutional rights of Americans. Like I love that to death. And I'm one of those, I guess there's a lot of good cops out there, but I like to put myself decently in that category of being a server and a protector of people. And I love that job. And then on the side, I'm an instructor. I'm what they call a social media influencer. I don't like the word influencer, but, it gets used and thrown around quite a bit in that aspect. And I get an amazing opportunity and privilege to be able to represent a lot of different companies and test out the equipment and just spread the word of the companies that support me. And I, it's it's been an amazing so far. I started this team when I got out of active duty in the Marine Corps and I was injured on deployment in Afghanistan. And part of for me to get like back to my dexterity, learning to do a bunch of different things with my hands again, it was shooting. And shooting uh, got me to where i, I am today it's just like i could grip magazines i could steal the weapon system and just it, it, o- overall just dexterity in general because i lacked that i was blown up by a 600 pound vehicle borne ied in helman province in 2014 and it sent me to a ringer and i was injured pretty bad so then now it's like it's like nothing ever happened again it's it's amazing. So shooting did that for me. Firearms did that for me.
3: And I'll tell you, and that's amazing. That's right too. From watching you shoot, just on the videos, uh, you would never know you ever had any problem like that. Where did uh, Don? Where did the Milspec <laughs> Mojo name come from? And and for listeners that haven't discovered you yet, can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, Milspec Mojo came from the idea of doing. Decently fast and efficient things with a, like a mil spec weapon system. Something that you don't just buy over the, something you buy over the counter. Something that every, anyone has the potential to buy without having to spend $3,000 on a gun. So I was taking like a mil spec trigger and I was shooting it like it was a $600 trigger. Shooting really quickly, fast, effectively. I uh, wasn't putting magwells on the guns. Wasn't doing anything too crazy. And it, it turned out to work for my, in my favor, work out very well. And it was amazing. And, um, that came from that. And then the mojo came from deployment i was at if you guys were familiar with the mojo jojo the angry monkey from powerpuff girls okay um, that was me i was the angry little monkey on deployment so then they they all had an, a problem pronouncing my last name of the so they did say mojo <laughs> so that's where it came mm-hmm. from
3: okay i like i like sure. that that's a that's a good explanation there for um you know I was, I was uh watching too some of your videos there and did you have a uh, did you uh i'm guessing you've done competitive shooting because uh, I was wondering, uh, oh. you don't usually get that quick and that fast with a military or law enforcement background, at least by itself.
4: I'm trying. To, that's the idea behind it. I'm trying to change it. I've never shot competitively before.
3: Well, like I said, it was interesting watching uh, some of the videos, just the way you handled the, um, you know, the handguns and the uh, the long guns too. And it was uh, interesting because you know, shooting competitively, I see a lot of the, the really high end, you know, the um, the masters, the grandmaster type shooters that we see in USPSA. Look a lot like that. I mean, that's that's how they shoot when they're shooting. So it was uh, it was fun watching those things. The other thing too, I noticed um, on your videos that I thought was really impressive is you guys look like you're having a lot of fun. And um, that you know, it's one of the things that that's a little bit frustrating with the anti-gun people that we see out here, is that they they really don't have an understanding. I don't think of of how much fun these firearms things you know can be. I mean, they focus on the. They focus on how criminals use firearms, and they tr- and they focus on blaming that on everything else. But um, watching your videos, I watched your um, – it was, I think, the re- the review of 2021 or something yeah, like reason-
4: that. Oh, man. I'm so glad you noticed that. So I have a lot of anti-gun friends living in Washington, but I, I show them the principles behind. And the one thing I always preface with them, obviously, they're like, the guns used to kill people. I'm like, no, it's, it's made to it's made to preserve life. It's uh, just like law enforcement. The idea of a weapon system is not necessarily to take a life. It's to preserve life. One of the things that always stuck in my head, I always say you you all listening and you guys there like, on the microphones have worked really hard for what you've accomplished in your life. You guys have, you know, you lived however many years to get to where you are today, which is successful, regardless of if you don't think it's successful or if it's not but you worked really hard to get there. It takes someone that doesn't give a crap about you or your family to take that away from you in a matter of a second. So you put yourself in a position to where it's like, hey, like, I'm, I'm preserving life. I'm preserving my family's life and my legacy by carrying this firearm. But then the other point of it, like you were talking about, like just fun. Man, firearms is fun. It's a skill. Uh, just like playing guitar, just like driving cars, just like racing, just like anything you do. It's, it's just a hobby. It's, it's like bow and arrow. It's like archery. It's like hunting. There's so many different hobbies out there and a lot of people definitely jive with the principles of firearms. And with that being said, there is a lot of other safety precautions that come with it. But at the same time, it's it's one of those things where, I guess for the most part, it could be fun. And if, as long as you have a good crowd of people that are safe and you have people that you love, man, it's going to be a blast and you're just going to have fun doing it.
1: All right. Well, hey, don't go anywhere because we're going to be talking with him a little bit more right after the break on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. I'm going to let her do it next time. Oh, we should have oh. done that. All right, try it one more time. Go. All right. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961,
5: AM 1170. the answer.
1: Wow, that's nice. Man, I tell you. Action, Action in Jackson. Action Jackson just lost trouble. his job, didn't he? Just lost his <laughs> job. Hey, does selling your home feel overwhelming? Well, it doesn't have to be that way with Scott Vinson from Coldwell Banker Royal Realty. Scott Vinson is is the perfect guide to help you sell or buy your home. Scott has just has been a San Diego County gun owner a board member from START. So if you're moving, let fellow Second Amendment supporter and real estate broker Scott Vincent help you sell your home and find your new home anywhere in the U.S. Call him today at 619-948-2459. Tell him you heard about it on Gun Owners Radio. That's Scott at 619-948-2459 or online at scottvinson.com. So Don, how high of a mountain are you on? Because you seem to be cutting a little in and out on your phone.
4: Yeah, it's probably I could see all of Las Vegas Strip. That's why I was like, "Oh, I should be fine out here." And all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh wait, like I'm not getting the calls coming in." I tried calling back like once or twice, and then it never went through. And I'm like, "Well, this is a bad choice to be uh, out here." Yeah, but you sound
2: <laughs> you sound good now. Well, who's on your on yeah, your YouTube channel? I'm literally channel? not
4: moving. I found like the phone is about two inches from my face. Okay. And it, when when you're good I, let's just keep rolling so, like, this is
2: right. so who's your favorite person to collaborate with when you're in on youtube because i know you do a lot of collaboration with people
4: um i have no one person they're all my friends man like these are all friends of mine and i just enjoy being around my friends but grand thumb's been awesome i'm with my buddy ryan he's a full-time swat guy here grand Vegas. thumb do stuff with him.
2: You, you like that, grand that
4: dude the Mike. he's good people he lives about an hour from me i was
2: gonna he's say he's, he's in he's the good, same neck good. of the woods right
4: he's right up there in washington yeah, state with you he, He's a big he's a big reason why my camp blew up. So um I I did a video with him and people are like this kid can shoot. And I'm like, "Hi, that's Mojo. Hi." And it worked out pretty really well.
2: <laughs> that's cool. Who if you could collaborate with anybody, who who's who's going to be who's on your 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 to-do list?
4: Honestly, I don't really have anyone right now in that I could think of. It's just um I just I don't know. Like, you, you, I I don't really you like You couldn't focus have said You,
2: you couldn't have said Mike Schwartz from Gun Owners Radio there. You couldn't have filled in
4: I mean, right to- <laughs> I could say that right now, but then it looks like you guys are like, you know, coercing me, and I want people to think that. I mean, like, come on now. How about Action Jackson? I, I might be in your yeah, guys' really. soon, yeah. though, so
1: we'll see. Hey, we got an eight-year-old. We got an eight-year-old. It would really run you up the old flagpole, my friend. Yeah, he's normally he's he's out. He's watching Gravedigger
2: today. He's at yeah. the at the uh, stadium monster truck. So, but he we have an eight-year-old co-host on the radio that? show, and he shoots every Wednesday. A he's, Glock, yeah, Glock. Uh, i forget which one
4: cool as hell nine mil block
2: yeah nine millimeter i forget which model which model does he shoot i don't Go. remember Do remember yeah no, i don't remember
1: what he shoots it's now. the
2: one you can't one of the ones you can't get in california and <laughs> what's
1: that other gun that he shoots that's a little
3: on the strange side uh um, i don't remember but and that's not legal in california either yeah, i don't you know i think See, so when you need him he's not here i know just when <laughs> anyway, <are> you, <laughs> how are long you? have we had him on and we have not remembered oh this is not good we don't pay attention i know right
1: so are you going to shot this year did we talk about that
4: Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here at Vegas. We're recording some content, doing some training with another police officer, getting some videos to. Um, up there to try to hopefully educate some law enforcement officers that watch the channel and um, just everybody. It's not just for cops, but it's for everybody and really digging into the mindset and principles of, you know, weapon manipulation and different things. So we're, we're out here doing some content stuff and uh, I came out early because I, I enjoyed just hanging out with my friends. Like, yeah. when it comes down for SHOT Show, I only go to the show Tuesday and I never show up again. I'm just hanging out with my friends the rest of the day. Oh,
2: really? What do you like about SHOT Show? What do you what do you get done there? Well, I guess you're only going there on um, Tuesday.
4: Honestly, I get, I get to give hugs to the companies that support me throughout the year. Um, I go. get to finally put faces to the names, um, hang out with my friends, have dinner, and it mainly, honestly, just like everything with the shooting, it's about my, the friendships that I've made. Uh, I've made some phenomenal friendships and la- life, la- like what is it, long-lasting life friendships with a lot of these people that I've met in this gun industry. their dads, parents, cops, firefighters, your uh, software developer, uh, everyone's into guns, so all these the, the firearms are just a bridge to bring us all together. Well, and, Rep- um, I just. In-
2: Right. right before you called, right, right before you called in, we were talking about how, on you know, the YouTube uh, channels have really brought everybody together. They've really kind of created a community where I don't think that there really was a gun community prior, unless you count like, you know, Soldier of Fortune magazine subscriptions, you oh, know. Man. <laughs> but other, but it wasn't until the internet and you started with the influencers, the YouTubers, and and everything. There really, really truly is a, a Second Amendment culture, a gun culture, and. And uh, I think it's been really great for the industry in general, and you're a big part of that.
4: Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's, be, it's amazing, and it's very humbling to be cooped in with this, uh, the growth of this industry, and I, I do genuinely appreciate that. I don't think I am. I'm just a dude that loves shooting guns, and I love spreading the knowledge and just having fun with my friends, and that's been the big priority. But literally, YouTube was the, was the bridge for a lot of people to see that they're not alone. Like they, the, the, the guys that love shooting and target shooting and training and kit and all this other stuff. Like it was the venue for them to see like, Hey, there's other people like me and I can make friends and I can, you know, I don't have to feel weird about it, you know, because there's others like me. So it's amazing. I I loved it for that reason alone as well.
2: And we were saying that, you know, the downside of the internet is that every, every moron now has a platform, you know, which is, that's the downside. Danielle shaking her head. yeah, (laughs) She's seen a few morons with platforms. But um, that's the downside. But, I, you know, the, the, the gun industry, I think it's, it's really been a lot of uh, – it's been a lot of quality. I think there's a lot of high-quality information out there. I don't think there's a – you know, there's the occasional Yahoo, but I think in general, the people that are doing it are doing it right. Do you, do you, do you agree? You think generally you're getting a lot of good information for free? I absolutely free? do.
4: I absolutely do. Um, right now, it's again, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. There's a lot of different ways to walk from the sidewalk to your mailbox. And everyone has their own different avenues. And it's, uh, I I think, honestly, having the differences of opinions is probably one of the better things about the gun community. As long as it's done cordially, of course. But realistically speaking, it's like not everyone's built the same. Not everyone is built, like, you know, has the same arm length and whatever. So when you have those different approaches, it gives more avenues for people to understand, like, there are people exactly like me. Like, I'm a a right handed guy. There are left handed dudes out there in, in the industry. There are dudes that run ambi guns or not ambi guns. It's just, regardless of what the industry is, it's like, there's good and bad everywhere, but you have to find the good in it, and that's what makes it successful. Is if you have the mentality to look at the the, the good things about it, it'll only be good. There's yeah. negative anywhere you go. There's negative at the supermarket. You know what I mean? It's like it's always gonna be there.
2: Who don't you like?
4: No, I'm not gonna make you answer the question. <laughs> I, I don't. I, there's not anyone I don't like. There's people that I disagree with for sure on, in this industry, without a doubt. Just that's the right Different answer. backgrounds, different training, mentalities. But I love everybody, man. Like everyone's <laughs> everyone that I've met in real life has been really good to me. You know, five,
2: hugs all around. Honestly, so we we've never talked before this interview, but you sound like the kind of guy that would that would just just gets along with everybody. You sound like the kind of dude that, that people just generally enjoy I, I, being I around. I
4: appreciate that. But I, it, I, I genuinely I am. I'm a five-year-old. I act like a five-year-old unless like I'm at work and I have to act professional in my police car and stuff like that, but I'm literally a child. Doesn't he kind of sound like a guy you I'll just want to
2: hug? Like, we all just want to hug you. No.
4: <laughs> except, except I appreciate that. I love Dave. hugs, man. Like, come on. <laughs>
1: i seen your picture. You're not that cute. So,
2: <laughs> so you're law enforcement. How does that, you know, your your general demeanor and everything, you know, being a, being a self-described five-year-old, uh, how does that help or, or hurt okay. when, when you're uh, law enforcement?
4: Oh, a lot of cops have this like really like heavy set mentality. Like I'm a billy badass, whatever. Um, I approach it like the way I talk to my suspects is how I talk to my friends. I'm like, hey, bro, like, do you understand what you did was wrong? I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, do you understand why I'm here? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, alright, bro, I'm going to put these shiny little things on you if, if you get what I'm coming at. I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. And it, I talk to them like human beings. I talk to them like a dude, just like I talk to my friends. And, and you then the you and then do way. you give them a
1: hug? After you arrest I mean,
4: him? I've I have I have given suspect hugs when they cry, and I I, I genuinely feel bad for them, and they're just like, you I messed them. up. I'm never going to see my kids again, and they're crying. I'm like, dude, hmm. like I'll give you a fucking hug if you want one. You, an you make them y'all. cry.
1: You shouldn't make
2: it. yeah but Remember, yeah. we we are on we're on we're on radio, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah. we, we think we just had to hit the you dump good? button.
1: Yeah, he missed it. <clears throat> He's not even in there. So
2: that's awesome. I seriously, that sounds very very cool. What kind of? Let's talk about activism. Is there? You know, you do a lot of education, shot show. You know, big in the industry. Um, what are some of the things you do directly? Uh, you know, what, what do you think about activism in general? How are you? How are you um, active in activism?
4: Uh, I'm not really active in it because I do hold the position of law enforcement. Yeah. I do represent a law enforcement agency, even if I try to deny that these views are different uh, than my agencies. It could still be. It could still bite me in the butt. Mm. I do. Um, I try my best to educate others off the internet and others especially on the streets as it pertains to your Second Amendment rights. And again, I'm a big believer in the Constitution and the rights that were given to us by our founding fathers. Like, your First Amendment is as equally as important as your Second, your Fourth Amendment, your Fifth Amendment, your Sixth Amendment, all that stuff. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, At my old agency, not the agency I currently work at, at, I have denied and not done certain things because it was against, in my beliefs, as a a person that believes in the Constitution. I won't go any more into detail about that, but I've I am a very big believer in our rights as American citizens, and I, I, I do that every day when I go to work. Um, I make sure I fight for people's rights that are on the streets and the citizens of the community, uh, regardless if they're right wing or left wing. I when, will fight for your rights. When you did that,
2: when you did say, hey, this isn't something I'm comfortable doing or, or pushed back, however you pushed back, um, did you get support? How, how was the reaction?
4: I got support from the officers, but from administration, it wasn't good. So wow. they, they slapped me on the wrist. Bunch of other small things, and um, and at that point in time, when that, when whenever whatever happened, when it happened, um, I knew who was on my side, and I know who were true like true like supporters of our constitutional rights in my at my old agency. So that worked out pretty well for me. That's actually I got a, to see who the grass were.
2: I mean, that's a it's a pretty common conversation among non-law enforcement gun guys. Uh, you know how, exactly how how pro-2A is law enforcement. I know that's you know trying to. describe an entire, I mean, you know, an an industry with tens of thousands of people, you know, everybody's got their own opinions and there's obviously, uh, you know, a spectrum of opinions, but in your experience, do do you, do you generally feel that, that the law enforcement officers that you've been around are are generally pro two a, or do they just kind of look at guns as, Hey, this is another tool on the tool belt.
4: Well, just like a lot of guys, they, they understand the right, just like I like firearms, but my partner loves jujitsu he's not a big gun guy, but he loves jiu-jitsu. And that's his thing. I'm not a big, I'm not the, I do, I do a little bit of martial arts here and there. I do work out and all that fun stuff. But my thing is firearms. I love firearms, but I'll be honest with you. 99.9% of police officers that I've met, um, maybe because I'm in this industry, they are all believer in the second amendment and firearms. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, you know, people ask us the question all the time is like, would you on, would you enforce unconstitutional gun laws? And I'm like, I will not answer that in a public venue. I won't ever answer that in public, but I'm sure based on where I stand and you guys hearing me talk and the position that I hold, I guess you guys can uh, make one plus one equals two there. You know what I mean? That's what I always tell people just because I don't want to, again, put myself in hot water for my current agency and uh, all this other stuff. But most of the cops that I've met are on the same boat as me.
2: That's awesome, 100%. man. That's a very, very cool answer, and I think we're all reading between the lines, and that's very, very cool of you.
4: Absolutely. I'm glad you guys do. Heck, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we we have like 30 seconds left. Tell everybody, what do you want people to get out of your interview, and, and where, where can they find more of you?
4: Uh, you guys can find me uh YouTube, Instagram, Mojo. but I want you guys encourage your friends that aren't familiar with firearms to get out there and just educate them. Show them what it's done for you as a family, as as an American, and have them exercise their rights. Everyone exercises their First Amendment rights every day. Why can't it be the Second Amendment either? All All right. Right. I just want everyone to be safe. You guys take care, and um, I, I thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, get off the mountain. Uh-huh.
4: Millspec Mojo.
1: <laughs> the casinos are down the road a ways. You If he's
2: it. on the mountain, does that mean Mojo's rising?
1: Oh, That's the best I can do. That. I like that. That's the best What can do. happened, Brendan? You missed a perfect <laughs> opportunity. The board op of the year. Oh, well. All right. Take care, son. By the way, folks, don't you touch don't. that dial. Get a grip with Joe Germisi on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 A
5: 1170. I've already forgot the it. The answer. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170.
5: The
1: answer! <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. TBD. The uh, intro to this segment is
2: To Be Determined. It was horrible hey your producer Robert. i
3: didn't remember that from
2: yesterday i just told you did Jeez. you what was it <laughs> oh it was uh see stay, like charlton heston stay, stay tuned for uh, a blog <laughs> yeah. from joe on uh what was it charlton heston on charlton tra- <laughs> we'll see <laughs> gotta wait and see <laughs> what oh, was it i know we did talk about exodus. it Lord. oh that's right the accident the mass exodus of from uh, gun owners from california are you sure now i'm do pretty you, sure do you feel better now
1: <laughs> You know, most companies waste a lot of money on marketing, and the reason why is because they don't have a clear message. You are wasting money on your website, your social media, your advertising, if you don't have a clear, easy-to-understand message. SageTree gets it. And since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies clarify their message and connect with customers. Contact them today and learn about their proven system to help you get a better return on your investment from your marketing dollar. So go to SageTree.com and learn a whole lot more. All
3: right, Joe, TBD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, the article this week uh, is Exodus. So uh, people leaving, and uh, we've had a lot of people here, um, you know, leaving California, but it's happening um, throughout the country, really. And a lot of the tendency seems to be people migrating from blue states to more of the traditional red states. And, um, you know, I wanted to take a look at that and just kind of look at, okay, what does that actually mean? And then what's that mean for those of us that stay here, particularly gun owners, um, you know, if people are leaving? And uh, if you look at that, like California has lost, um, uh, what was it, over, uh, I think, 6 million left, uh, 4 million came in, something like that. So we've had a net decrease Uh, And this has been going on the last, uh, at least the last 10 years, probably longer ago than that. But the last two years, I guess, um, have been, uh, it's been much more accelerated, I guess, in the last two years. And, you know, it's interesting because if you look at different places as to like who's leaving, for instance, and, um, you know, I I saw something from the, I can't remember what they were called, the uh, California Policy Institute or something, supposed to be a nonpartisan think tank. Uh, taking a look at this, and then uh, you know I hadn't heard of them before, and I I checked out their uh, their website and I looked at the board of directors, and um, you know I saw Leon Podesta on the board of directors, oh. So I'm thinking, Man. okay, well, so much for nonpartisan. <laughs> yeah, really. But what they were, uh, you know, according to their study or one of their studies, it's interesting because they're saying that you know people generally leaving California, and and this will sound familiar, where they said tend to be uh, less educated. The ones who are leaving are less educated. Um, tend to not really be working um, and uh, things like that which is how they describe another bunch of people that they disagree with Um, and it's interesting because you know we all know people that have left here I know a number of friends uh, that have left California for different states and uh, you know none of them fit that description at all now granted I'm going to be a little bit biased because a lot of the people I circulate with are going to be more conservative but uh these are all working type people they all have families uh you know they're definitely not not lower income type people or anything like that and um you know i suspect that there's there's a mix of people it's because the argument sometimes that you'll hear is uh you know people are leaving these blue states and they're bringing their politics with them and they're ruining the other states and you know there's probably some of that it's hard to find uh, really good information about that kind of stuff for probably a bunch of reasons, but generally people are leaving places like California, New York, New Jersey, and they're ending up in places like Florida and Texas and Tennessee and Idaho and places like that. And it's interesting because, you know, you could point to some places like Colorado as an example where they say, you know, Colorado used to be a, um, uh, I don't know, maybe a leaning blue type state or kind of a battleground state. And now it's kind of considered a solid blue state. Whereas Arizona, on the other hand, was more, you know, leaning le- or leaning red, say, or uh, more conservative. Solid red. It was a real solid red. Yeah. yeah and now, you they know, people call Biden. that a, a battleground <laughs> yeah. state. So, yeah, so you can make that argument, you know, pretty reasonably. But then uh, there was an article, and I, I linked to it in my article, um, where they look at Florida in Florida, in the last ten months, uh, the Republicans have picked up like three hundred seventy-five thousand registrations in the last uh, ten months alone, hmm. uh, and it's gone from um, it's gone from slightly Democrat across the state. It was like something like thirty-eight uh, percent Democrat or something like that uh, to slightly Republican now. They picked up uh, sixty-one thousand just in uh, Miami-Dade County, and so it's interesting. So that that theory doesn't seem to fit for Florida. So. So I'm thinking the that whole subject is a little more complicated maybe than than people are making it out to be, um, because you know you have people that people leave here. I think um, you know not so much for the politics. It's I think it's the it's the results of the bad policies. Because California is one of the most beautiful states. is one of the nicest places you could live out here. Yet we have such a bad government that. Um, you know we have we have issues now with high crime, which has been getting worse. You know for years now. Um, you know we're one of the highest taxed places around. Um, housing is almost impossible. If you're a young family, I mean I don't know. I uh, I'm not a young family, and I don't know that I could buy a house here today. And um, you know it's the results of the bad policies that are driving people out, and I think it drives out you know conservatives and liberals alike. Uh, just for those reasons, so it's interesting um, again because does that make the argument that these you know if uh, if you're left leaning and you leave California are you going to go to some place like Texas and then vote for the same kinds of politicians that created the environment that you had to leave in California? Uh, so there's arguments on both sides of that, and um, looking at what does that you know what does that mean for those of us that stay? Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, leave or say they would leave. I see people every day that say they would leave. Um, I say I would leave every day if I could. Um, but for those of us that stay, um, you know, what does that mean for us? And, you know, personally, and um, and I've been influenced by Michael a lot on this, but, uh, okay, if you're going to stay, then stay and fight. Uh, yeah. Because one of the arguments, especially from our point of view, Second Amendment-wise, Um, you know, a lot of bad things start in California and spread across the country. So where are you running to is something that Michael says a lot. And, um, you know, and there's, and there's certain truth to that, uh, for sure. And, uh, but if I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay and fight. And, uh, you know, you look at how, how this exodus of people leaving, how does that impact those of us that are staying? And, you know, is it, is it that we're, we're leaving or we're losing allies? Like I was saying, I know at least a half a dozen people that have left here and they're all strong, you know, pro second amendment conservative type people. So when people like that leave and a number of them were active in our organization, uh, you know, that hurts us. It makes it a little bit harder for us. But on the other hand, there's people that are in the other direction that don't agree with the second amendment and things like that. So, okay, more of them leaving is a good thing. Um,
1: Well, did you see uh, where a lot of these people that are like, I think Florida was the state. They were coming to Florida and they were out of state license plates and people were putting notes on their window (laughs) stating, if you're going to come here, don't bring your yada, yada, yada. Don't bring your California to my Florida. So they're taking those, uh, these people are taking those reports and turning them into the police to have those people arrested.
3: Yeah, and I could I can see that kind of stuff. There was uh, and I can't Did look, you hear that? Did um, you actually hear that? I haven't seen that one, but I I've, I've heard similar things from Texas. I've heard similar things in Idaho.
1: But they turned him into the police for them to go and arrest these well, people. Well,
3: and that's what I was getting at. There was a and I I wish I could remember who this author was. I, I was reading an article and um, this author had a theory about why because you see people in urban areas tend to be more to the left and they tend to be more that way. Um, than rural, people in rural areas. And the theory that this author was putting forward was, he said, you know, people that live in urban areas live very close to their neighbors. There's mm-hmm. somebody living above them, right next door to right. them, across the street from them. And when those neighbors misbehave or do things that that annoy you or upset you, there's a tendency to be thinking that, wow, the government, there should be a rule. Somebody should enforce this. Somebody should do something. Whereas people that live in more rural areas, your neighbor's a mile down the street. Yeah, okay, they're, they're partying. They got the music cranked up and everything, but I don't, eh, I don't really hear it. It's not a big deal, and there's less of a tendency to, um, to think the government needs to step in, the police need to step in or something like that. So it's interesting. I wish I could uh, remember that because that's a reasonable theory about that, I think.
2: Relocation is the number one reason that people don't renew their membership to San Diego County Gun Owners when 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 we call and say hey, you know, it's time to renew your membership, wanted to know if we could help you out in renewing your membership. Uh like literally well over 90% of the time if they don't renew, it's because oh, I just moved. I moved to Arizona, I moved to Florida, I moved to wherever. And you know, I used to be really critical um and uh, people didn't like you that. used to be. Well, I used to be really critical of that specifically of <laughs> of people leaving California. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. It it didn't. It, I wasn't getting the desired effect. Um, <laughs> I was hoping that people would. It's <laughs> a real play yeah, way of more flies with honey. Then yeah, that was a real honey. polite way of saying people got mad at me. Fine, so, you're kicked out of San Diego <laughs> County. Government. But a, a couple months ago, it, during a podcast that, that you and I were on, Joe, um, together, we were talking, and and, and I said, you know, we, we stay and fight. We don't leave because we're Americans, and that's what Americans do we don't pick up and leave mm. we we fight and we change things and i think that that perspective was, was a little bit more a little bit more friendly but Pal- it is
1: palatable yeah and i, I get it
2: to, I, I do i i get it i get why people leave and they don't just leave because of guns they leave because of quality of life and they leave because of their family or whatever and i get that but man i wish a lot more people would make the decision to move into california solve this problem you know once and for all they
3: don't see the
1: light at the end of the tunnel
3: well, you like could, you do yeah but there's different things yeah. too and this is all political and politics swing back and forth all the time i mean california wasn't always goofed up you know texas wasn't always red texas was blue remember ann richards lbj yeah. all those people so this stuff goes back and forth and but it may take 20 years to fix this out there oh 20 so years. do you have 20 no. But anyway, the article is Exodus. <laughs> you can find it on uh, getagrip.substack.com, and you can find it on our uh, San Diego County Gun Owners website. Tomorrow morning is when all that stuff will go up. Yeah. All right. Well, don't
1: touch that dial. Vegan Danielle is eating celery, and we'll <laughs> chat with her when we come back. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM
5: 1170. The answer. The <laughs> answer. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego.
1: Hi, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM
3: 961, AM 1170.
5: The answer. <laughs> so,
3: so what happens when vegan culture and gun culture collide? Find out next with Vegan Danielle.
1: But first, primeres.com slash Alpine. That's P-R-M-I mortgage. Are you in the military? You're looking for help for a VA loan? You're looking to buy or refi? Or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at P-R-M-I mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs, call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. So about a year ago, um, uh, somebody reached out
2: uh, to, to San Diego County gun owners and in the process, uh, who was very pro-gun, in the process found out that she had a very strong following um, because of, uh, of basically spreading the, the, the word of, of veganism. <laughs> And I thought, well, that's pretty unique. So I got to talking to Danielle, and it turns out she's very pro-Second Amendment and very, very vegan. Um, (laughs) Right?
5: Yeah, it's not a very common combination either. How long have you been this way? (laughs) This way? (laughs) (laughs) I was not born this way. A lot of people ask me that. Um, 2015, after a cancer scare, actually. Ah.
1: Yeah,
2: the the
5: vegan part.
1: Right, right,
2: right, (laughs) right. Not the guns. The
5: gun part I grew up. I grew up in the desert, so it's kind of common, you know.
2: Interesting. So being so talk a little bit about being vegan. What what exactly does it mean w- to be vegan?
5: Where do I get my protein? That's the biggest question. Yeah. Um I so being vegan like literally means I don't eat or use any animal products. So it's not just limited to the diet like I don't buy fur I, I will say you that don't I don't eat so yeah.
1: anything that smiles back,
5: right? Or know. like the secretions of those right. animals. Let's say right? I don't buy so. fur
1: anymore either.
5: So. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you. I've Never
2: bought. We fur. had to really convince him to stop buying fur. It was an awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked really
1: weird in fur.
2: I have to so, you, so no leather either. No, no fur.
5: The, uh, generally, vegans do not wear any animal products. I will say that I did keep a lot of my leather jackets from before, <laughs> and like I, I'll still use them because I feel like the animal has already. He's died, yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: not like you're gonna glue it back on,
5: right? Mm. So I I don't buy it anymore. But yeah, I still, I still have a couple.
2: And would you? What's the? What's so? What's a big misconception? Other than the protein thing, because yeah, that's the number one. That's the number one. What's a big misconception of 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 vegans?
5: Well, I don't know if I'd call this a misconception because it's kind of true, but a stereotype is that like super blue <laughs> like, like, like super anti gun super and it's really funny because there's this confusion there when we talk about like factory farms that are highly government subsidized and along with the pharmaceutical industries that go like a lot of the antibiotics I think it's 80% goes into factory farming because of how close the animals are together they you know they need to have all these antibiotics to keep them from getting sick and all these vegans are like oh f the government you know they're a part of this thing and then you talk about the constitution and they're like oh you know it's a totally different story and you're like Wait
2: what? <laughs> so, so the views they have, the anti kind of authoritarian views they have on, on that, that support their 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 vegan habit.
5: Right, right. <laughs> beliefs, do, so, yeah. Yeah,
2: beliefs. that that doesn't it doesn't translate to 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 guns. What do you why do you think that is?
5: I think a lot of people in general, but especially like the vegan side coming from the loving, compassionate side, still has it in their mind that gun equals violence that there's not this separation of it can also mean or should only mean (laughs) really protection, right? Um, And I think that that's that's the association that keeps being And who
1: reaches out to a vegan from the gun community? I do.
5: Well, I know this guy. (laughs) Mike Schwartz. But but, but you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Generally speaking, you're kind of like a pastor of a church. I know. I'm not going to go to you and say, hey, you want to go shooting this Saturday? Because, ooh she's a pastor so she's you know not going to we, we preconceive exactly what you're going to like and what you're not going to like
5: yeah
2: well and it, i think that that's another important i think something i've learned something i've kind of picked up on is it seems like vegetarians there's a difference between being vegetarian and being vegan right yeah and and it seems like vegetarians it's it's more if you're people that are vegetarians they do it from a oh it's healthier angle where vegans it's more of a it's a it's a morality thing I,
5: I would say if you, yeah, you could assume that. Obviously, everybody's got their own story. But yeah, I think a lot of vegetarians, um, you know, I have a, a coworker that's vegetarian. And, and she's like, "Why? Well, I, I did it because I wanted to lose weight. And then I, I started learning a little bit about the animal side. I'm like, but don't you realize that dairy is one of the most inflammatory things? And, and being vegetarian just means you don't eat meat. So they actually tend to eat more dairy products because they're mm. almost like replacing it yeah. with the meat. All and right. so it's like, well, wait, are we really doing anything? good you know so it's it's interesting on the health point stem. you know health and it, and it, too. It, it,
2: it's kind of fun to make fun of vegans right <laughs> it's kind of fun like what, what are? Your... No, it gets old though not you
5: know it's just like we were talking about the protein thing it's like I hear that all the time like even at work sometimes people like you know they'll ask me questions about like oh you know I, I do bodybuilding competitions as you know and um say oh well where do you get your protein and I'm like the easiest way for me to explain this is that when you look at some of the strongest land animals, you're looking at gorillas or, or rhinos or elephants, like they're primarily getting their food as plants in the form of plants, right? Like they might eat a couple bugs here and there, but they're not hunting down lions. or.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> make that statement you made off air about how many animals we eat.
5: Right. Compared to what's available. So- Uh, This is another thing we were talking about is that when people say, what do you eat? And I'm like, okay, in America, we're in a developed country. Most people eat at most five different kind of animals, right? Like pigs, chickens, cows, maybe turkey. You know, there's a couple in there. Duck. Duck, maybe snake, like depending on where you're at, right? um and then you look at how many edible plants there are and i, I want to say there's something like 500,000 like right. there's like some huge number now granted not all of them are available to every region of course right. but like it's such a diverse you know population that it's like i i think people just get very stuck in their ways and so and, and me included, right? And so you have to kind of relearn. Like you're not just like gonna throw some chicken on the grill and then put some broccoli next to it. Now we gotta figure out something a little bit bigger. So
1: And and a lot of people don't know from a veg- vegetable side what you can eat and what you can't eat. You know you can eat a chicken, you know you can eat a pig, you know you can eat a cow. That's a valid point. But they don't know like when you go to the grocery store and you look at all the vegetables. I guarantee you can you- eat all
2: those. Yeah, but the majority
1: of the people- All those in the
2: grocery store, you can eat that.
1: But you know what? The majority of the people go, they get broccoli, they get asparagus, yeah. they get lettuce. A carrot. A yeah. carrot, a cucumber, and they're done.
5: Well, you know what's interesting, no too? No kale,
1: no kale, no rutabagas, no, none of the above- because they don't know.
5: Well, it's interesting you're saying that too because when we talk about this, we think about like the chain type supermarkets, right? That like they have the weirdest thing they may have is a turnip or a rutabaga, right? right? right. But Whole my, foods. right, my last job I worked at was actually a produce distributor and we brought in produce from everywhere. And so we saw some crazy stuff from like Thailand, right, or, you know, right. jackfruit and stuff like that. And people are like what the heck is this? And I'm like, I want to try it. (laughs) One of
1: my first jobs is when I was a kid because I didn't have a lot of money and no food, so I worked at Safeway. Yeah. And I used to love when we get the vegetables in and the fruits. If I didn't know what it was, you got it for free because we didn't have a computer that told us what it was. I'd pick up this thing. I'd go, what the heck is that? (laughs) And you know what? It's on me. And I'd give it to you because I didn't know what it was, but I never thought far enough out to find out more about it, to see if I'd eat it.
5: Well, you know what's interesting, too, is when we talk about, like... Uh- this obsession in America with protein, like everybody's like, oh, you need protein to get strong. That's it, not false. But right. with the amounts that we're consuming as a whole, like we can't even process that much. And what people are not focusing on, number one is fiber. Everybody's got stool problems these no. days, gut issues. Nobody's eating enough fiber. And what about the micronutrients? Like right. all of those are found in plants, well, most of them. Right.
1: But then you can eat too much fiber.
5: It, this is true, but like you'd have to kind of try. I right? have, you like, know, what, people are that?
1: constantly telling I'm full of, so that'd yeah, probably be Yeah, need right. That. Well, you know the powders, <laughs> you know, the protein powders? Yeah. I had a buddy of mine, he's on TV, Muscle Man of Technology. Had to go in for triple bypass. He's built like a rock, 60 years old, but he was all clogged up because that's all he ate because yeah. he thought that's what would put the, the muscle mass on that 60-year-old chassis. All right. Gun note. Owners that Radio that <laughs> FM
6: 961
1: AM 1170 The Answer All right folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer American Shooters is the newest gun shop in the San Diego and Gun Owners Radio Newest show sponsor. If you're looking for a great gun shop for any of your firearm needs, go visit American Shooters. Tell Ernie you heard about them on Gun Owners Radio. They have a great selection of new and used and consigned firearms. Visit American Shooters at 1464 Graves Avenue, right off the Bradley exit in El Cajon.
2: All right, we're talking to pro-Second Amendment. Uh, and pro vegan vegan Danielle, and I'm trying to influence her to start spelling it V E G U N.
5: Vegan. Vegan. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That's right. That just
2: happened. We actually started an Instagram. What what is it called? Like v- vegan. vegan vegan lovers? Or v- vegan <laughs> lovers? Something like that.
5: I thought it was pretty funny. I'm gonna be the only one on there. Will you? <laughs>
2: So you, uh, so we talked. We just talked a lot about. Pro, we just talked more about veganism than this show has ever talked about. You're right. So our, <laughs> our listeners probably know more about, uh, have heard more about vegan stuff in the last segment than they've ever heard in their whole life, which is awesome. I got to tell you, you've been taking me to vegan restaurants. They're delicious. I love food in general. Um, vegan food, uh, if, if it tastes good, I don't care. If, you know, it's good. It's delicious. But let's talk about the Second Amendment part. Yeah. What yeah. makes you pro gun? Why? Why are guns important?
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, did you take her to Denny's? Oh, yeah, for the spaghetti. Did you take her to Denny's? Because no, no. that's vegan. No, I
2: don't what? know if the, the spaghetti's not vegan. Trust
1: me, it's vegan. <laughs> yeah, at, it's at not Denny's. real meat. It's not <laughs> real Those meat. meat.
2: Ball, it's quote unquote meatballs. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so what was that why am I pro? Yeah,
2: talk about what, what's why is why is the Second Amendment important?
5: You know, it's it's interesting because like I, I mentioned, I grew up in the middle of the desert, so we mm-hmm. just grew up. Like I remember, my dad had a Mossberg, and like we were just there was no like laws out there. Like, <laughs> I mean, there were, but we didn't follow him, We just go <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and just set up some targets. And so I just kind of grew up around him. Like my dad wasn't like a crazy gun fanatic, but I was comfortable and. Um, You know, I I also believe in this thing called the Constitution, (laughs) and so it just kind of, I don't know, I I feel like I got away from them for a little while. I I lived in L.A. in my late teens and early 20s, and uh, ex-boyfriend was a cop, so we would go to the range sometimes together, and then just kind of, I don't know, they went away for a while just because it wasn't like a huge part of my life, but I always felt that, like, I've never been anti-gun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I guess, since I've been in San Diego, and even more so since you and I have been talking, I've just really kind of been diving more into it, and I don't know.
2: Well, but, I mean, you, and the point I really want to get to, you're not, there, there, are, there are people that are pro-Second Amendment, but you're not one of those people. No. You're You're very, I mean, you and your husband, Derek, you guys... Uh, shoot, uh, you guys have rifles and pistols and I mean you're legit like hey man we need to carry we need to own, it's important you've gone to some not me events?
5: Yeah yeah I've actually, I went with Desi, a little shout out Um, and uh, we were she invited me to help be one of the instructors there with Wendy and, and that was really fun, it was really cool, I was a little nervous at first I was like I don't know if I'm at the level of instructor but then when I started realizing that some of the women that were coming in literally like first or second time hands on firearms so it, it, you know I, I knew a little more than that, right? Yeah. So,
2: yeah. Sometimes, you sometimes, kind of forget like how much you know. You've been, you're so comfortable around guns. You grew up around guns. You know, you kind of forget like, oh, I know a lot more than I that I even realize,
5: right? And I think that that applies to anything. It's like I remember hearing something before that you just got to know one thing more than the last guy, right? Like in yeah. order to help someone out, so vegan
2: expert. So yeah. the and and I think it's really really interesting. This one part learning about you know a vegan culture. I guess is that is that that's a way of putting it, right? Sure. Vegan culture. <laughs> Um, is it and, it, and I see this not just with vegans, but with, um, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different, uh, uh, subgroups or whatever, like the LGBT community. When I, when we do outreach to them, you know, other, other groups where there's an inconsistency, like you said, like vegans are like way anti, you know, go- I don't want to say anti-government, but anti-authority, you know, Hey, stay out of my life. I should be able to do this, blah, blah, blah but then it it just stops with guns like they don't mm-hmm. they don't take that philosophy and 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 you know uh, it doesn't match over for whatever reason.
5: I think a lot of them, yeah. And I think the ones that do believe the same way I do don't speak up because we've been so ostracized by the rest of the community. Like I remember I just posted, you know, what last week or something, a let's go Brandon shirt. And it was kind of a joke. Like it was like, uh-huh you know, whatever. And, uh, the, I, after I posted it, like I lost like 300 followers, I think, and got some pretty hateful DMS about it. And I was like, Okay, if you guys know me at all, like I'm so sarcastic, and you know, like I don't, I don't really that, take. That was your to mistake
3: because there, you there's no sense of humor on that side. Didn't right? no. need,
1: you didn't need, need those three hundred.
5: <laughs> right, think right.
1: Think of it that way,
5: was saying, yeah, you which
1: is just yep, didn't my opinion. <laughs> yeah.
5: but you know, I'm like, well,
1: <laughs> you know, the interesting because I remember
2: seeing that that conversation. <laughs> I remember kind of watching it happen. The interesting thing is. You're not a Trump fan,
5: right? Well, And that's what I even posted on there. I was like, you know, there is a such thing as being in the middle or, you know, kind of that that libertarian almost sort of view that's like, I believe in the Constitution and, and maybe there's some things on the Democratic side that I believe in, but I'm not like this crazy Trump supporter. Like, it, and that's what a lot of people started accusing me. And then, of but course- this
1: like, president is not doing a good job. Right. Like, can't and- you- discussion. And
2: well,
5: that's how I feel I'm like don't the democrats even understand this? Like, yeah, I
2: just uh, I really really disdain this like you're they draw this line in the sand and you're either on one side or the other. Yeah. I don't I don't look I, I don't got to pick one side Black of your line. White. Black <laughs> you know? or white. Yeah. You must yeah. pick Choose no. or no choose. Yeah, I mean. And, and that's what happened. You're not a big Trump fan. You, you're obviously not a Biden fan. Right, right. The other funny thing is you had a lot of vegans attacking you. Like, mm. oh, Trump's a horrible person. He eats meat, whatever.
5: What about Biden? Okay, that's what was so funny. <laughs> so somebody actually attacked me. The shirts were made by J.P. Sears, who I think is I own hilarious. J.P.
3: Sears shirts. <laughs> yeah,
5: he's great. So. Yeah. Um, I actually ran into him in Arizona a couple years ago. But anyway, he so somebody had commented on there, I can't believe you're buying a shirt from J.P. Sears. He's not vegan. And I'm like, wait, so those Nikes that the children made out in China, are yeah. that vegan? Like, uh-huh. seriously? Well, but
2: <laughs> Biden is <laughs> right. Biden's not a vegan, you know? And he's not exactly, yeah. hasn't been, you know, vegan friendly. You know? Yeah, yeah right. like,
1: <laughs> Trump eats McDonald's. <laughs> and we don't know what that. That's actually is. It's
2: one of the reasons I love him. I honestly, that's one of the reasons I love him. When he was eating, he got a billionaire in the White House eat eating a, a, eat Big a Big Mac. Mac. Now, I don't really with a him. knife and a fork.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> well, because he doesn't want to get you. Know,
2: I've, uh, I've how how long have I wanted a president that would just eat a Big Mac? Um,
5: they probably do a lot. You just don't catch them. I was gonna say Clinton. Well, probably Well,
2: yeah, was yeah, very for sure Clinton. <laughs> who was
1: it that used to eat Jelly Bellies? Was that uh, Reagan? There was,
2: no, that's Carter. Had the the jelly beans, right? Yeah. Right? No, that, that, was Reagan. no. That, that was Reagan. Reagan. That, that was Reagan. I get those two
1: confused a lot. Yeah, I know, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you it just lost but, 300. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> didn't need him, didn't <laughs> want him. But no, I mean, it's so funny how people throw you into a box. I know. Automatically. I mean, the Go Brandon thing. Hello. I thought You know, it was yeah, funny. maybe she's just a NASCAR fan. Well, they well, that's took what I They took it off the guy the, the the kid can't put anything on his car. <laughs> He can't even put his name. He can put his first name, but he can't put Brandon. It's
5: so one the, crazy. One of the
2: trainers at the gym I go to, his name's Brandon, I like that. Oh yeah. You know. Hey, come on. Let's go Brandon, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so uh, what do you want to bet that'll be the number one name not used Brandon. in 2022 completely gone. for babies? No, no baby's going to be born, you know, Brandon.
2: So, are there have you found other cuz you and I were eating at what what's the name of the place down in Ocean Beach?
5: Uh, Peace pies. Yeah, we were... shout out—they're amazing.
2: <laughs> so you—you you and I were eating there, and and two of the cooks in the back. Remember?
5: Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. We actually met some other gun enthusiasts. Yeah. at a raw vegan restaurant—not just a vegan restaurant, but—and
2: they weren't just visiting. They weren't like I was just a tourist. Yeah, you know? I'm yeah. hardly a vegan.
1: How could but... you be considered a tourist?
5: A vegan in a, tourist. In
1: a vegan. I <laughs> almost want to go with you just to see the reaction. Of, of eating vegan food? Of you walking in and people thinking you're a vegan. <laughs> well, They're gonna I don't s-
5: think anybody thought he was vegan. No, they you don't think? I mean, was like his trainer. So yeah. like, here, let's try this. Yeah, here. <laughs> I'm but just kidding. The, uh, I mean,
1: I love you to death, but you're a little on the... Larger side, you just don't look like a vegan. What are you trying to say? You're what fat.
5: What does a vegan look like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I know. I know. I've, I've How known, much have you lost
2: now? I was gonna
5: say, you lost like hundred pounds. Oh,
2: I did. But I've known a couple of vegans that were way overweight, and I'm like, why would you? That's like
1: the worst. of <sighs> How could of, that be?
2: That's like the Oreos worst of both. Vegan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're not honest. Vegans. Sugar is vegan.
5: Yeah, sugar and French fries are vegan. So. Okay,
2: so
1: uh, well, there it
5: is. <laughs> so we were in
2: this vegan restaurant, and two of the workers there started talking about guns. Started talking about how like one woman just picked up a gun, whatever, blah blah blah. Went and gave them my card, and they fainted. And no, they were like, "Oh yeah, we've heard of you guys, whatever, blah blah blah." So my question is, I'm sure there's there's we've identified there is a strong anti-gun following in the vegan yeah. uh, community, but there's got to be. Have you found any? You know, are there are there pro. <laughs>
0: Do they exist? Yes.
5: Yeah. Um, I do have a friend, my one of my girlfriends. <laughs> I have one, one, which uh, is well, one costs um, a lot of actually, money. Two, yeah. <laughs> I pay her weekly. No, I have two girlfriends who are both vegan and uh, both. I would say they're pro Second Amendment, but but haven't quite dove into like the whole gun world yet. Like like they're open to shooting, and we actually one of them went with me and Desi, from Not Me to Poway Weapons and Gear. And uh, she teaches mixed martial arts. And so she's already kind of in that, like...
1: She doesn't need a well, gun.
2: The, right. So the, she's her
5: body is a weapon. Yeah, <laughs>
2: the other uh world that you're in is the fitness world.
5: Yeah, so guns and are they're, common there. They're
2: really pro-gun, right?
5: Usually so it depends. Are you talking like if you're talking like the bodybuilders, like the Metro Flex sort of the gym sort of crowd that's like all bodybuilders, they tend to be like pro pit bull and pro gun. Right. And there's pit bulls everywhere. But then if you go to like the 24 hour fitnesses or chooses, or you know, that it is it? Isn't that funny
1: that the pit bull is the dog of choice? It's so funny.
5: It, Maybe a dog sometimes but it's usually or a roddy maybe yeah. a roddy right my work
1: my wife raises them, oh. and we sell wouldn't believe how many roddies we sell the bodybuilders
5: yeah <laughs> well they say that your dog or your animal you. tends to resemble yeah. you right i just have a little great. french bulldog that's great
1: yeah i own pugs, he pugs. <laughs> so what's
2: that tell <laughs> you yeah. see that confirmation oh. of what that's <laughs> not he owns a cat so yeah. i mean
5: so do i <laughs>
2: So, what do you want gun owners to know about vegans? Well, if you, you know, know, it it tastes (laughs) good, try it.
5: We're not all bad. (laughs) (laughs) Try Um,
1: it.
2: Just try
5: it. Honestly, that's the thing. Like, when people talk about, like, even you, Michael, when we were having conversations, I know a lot of times it would go around this vegan food is like a phrase that people use. And I'm like, let's get away from that because all food that is not an animal or that comes from an animal is just inherently vegan, right? So, like, a lot of stuff that people eat is already that way. Um, And I would say, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, experimenting with things and just because you go to one vegan restaurant you try one meal and you're like oh my god that was terrible uh it doesn't mean it all is you know what i mean They're i haven't had a, i towel. haven't had a
2: terrible vegan meal yet to be honest with you it's all been really delicious um the, I, I, what i've found is Have what i've ever had what a bad I've, meal right <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> What I've had to do, though, is I've had to kind of, I've had to, like, uh, stop, you know, if they're like, hey, these are vegan vegan uh, nachos or whatever. I've, I've had to stop, like, okay, don't compare it to actual nachos. Right. Just enjoy it for what it is, yeah. and then, I'm you know, it's good yeah. to go.
5: I like that. And, it, like, another thing I would say, too, is don't go to a big chain restaurant, like a non-vegan restaurant, and try the one vegan dish they have. Go to a vegan restaurant. And don't
1: you like Impossible Burgers?
5: Not on this. Side, I got to right? tell you,
1: you, know what? I take it
2: back. That's the one I had, the Whopper. It was, it was, it was all chemical It was yeah. horrible. Uh, I don't recommend that. Uh. Yeah.
1: My wife's on that verge. I think she's had five, and she's found one restaurant that she likes. All the rest of them, she hates them. She can't stand them.
5: veganinsandiego.com. There's a whole list on there. Ah, there awesome. you Full go. Shout out for them, too. Yeah.
1: Do you hear that? Write that down. V-E-G-U-N. There you go. <laughs> Gun Owners Radio, FM 96 1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome to the Vegan Hour. Oh, I'm sorry. Gun Owners <laughs> Radio, FM 96. one AM 11... I've already lost two pounds. AM 1170 the answer i know we we gotta have her on more often all right i've lost two pounds already just in my presence just in your presence i know (laughs) uh hey shave your beard you'll lose another two no i'm boycotting give up that alec baldwin look yeah well i figure hey if alec could do it i could do it (laughs) hey we are proud to partner with the national concealed carry association as a 10 ring partner ncca exists to serve the second amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, offer elite self-training, concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and provide rock-bottom prices uh, on the best selection of gear and accessories. Join them today. Members get great prices and free shipping. You can learn a whole lot more just by going to National concealed Carry com.
2: Okay, it is an election year, and we have a pretty big election here in San Diego. The sheriff is uh, not running, so we're going to have a new sheriff uh, no matter what come november um and uh, so we have a candidate here uh mr john hemmerling how you doing john i'm good how are you doing tonight doing well okay so you're running for sheriff what do you do currently i'm currently the chief prosecutor in the city of san diego
7: and uh, in our city attorney's office there
2: okay and you're, you're what, what what was the catalyst what made you run for sheriff uh
7: well um
2: let's see why,
7: why I'm running. It's a, it's, it's a really good question. And, uh, and first off, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on the show and speak tonight. Um, you know, the sheriff's race in 2022, you know, it's about public safety. It's, it's ensuring that we're electing the person who cares about the community we live in, who cares about supporting victims' rights instead of the criminals, uh, someone who will push back on with every, everything that I have against defunding the police. Um, the sheriff is everywhere in our lives. You know, they, they run large, um uh in large portions of the county they run every jail um they're in every courthouse every court building they serve process they serve straining orders and do evictions
2: but why you like why did you step up to, to run
7: well i think it's important like i said i think it's important that we finally get a chance and an opportunity for, for input who wants to be sheriff i mean it's been 30 plus years since we've had a non-incumbent election you know and i think that there's an opportunity for change i mean i bring that change whether it's leading prosecutions in my office my experience working as a beat cop uh or, or the just the leadership that i bring as a retired marine colonel uh, so, I'm, I'm well suited for this and, and as you said you know the current sheriff he's not running he's retiring at he least an open seat so and what what so it's a the right person
2: obviously we're a gun show san diego county gun owners we're a gun organization second amendment organization what makes you pro 2a well
7: i think that's another good question you know i'm for one, you know, I'm very familiar with uncomfortable firearms. I spent my whole life around them. Um, and it's, it's not only being a kid growing up in the Midwest around them. But my, my father was a retired cop after 25 years in Kansas City. And I spent 30 years in the in the Everybody,
2: Hillary Clinton says she's a supporter of the Second Amendment. Nathan Fletcher was a Marine, and he says he's a supporter of the Second Amendment. What, what, what have you actually done? What, 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 how, what can people sink their teeth into?
7: Well, I, like I said, I think it goes back to my my whole life history, things that I've done. You know, I've I've uh, I, you know, you're right. Nathan Fletcher was a Marine, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a re- retired Marine after 30 years. He didn't work as a beat cop. Um, you know, so I know the importance. You know, of um, having a strong amendment. You know, the best way to protect the Second Amendment. You know. Um, is to um, ensure that we can enforce the laws that are on the books instead of putting more m- more laws on the books.
2: So I think that's a you good know, point. One, and I think that's a strong point. In my understanding, when I was doing my research, is that part of what you do in the city attorney's office. The city attorney who you work for is extremely anti Second Amendment. I don't mean kinda like she shows up at anti gun rallies and and is the key speaker, but that's not you. You you know you don't you know you work for her, so I'm not going to put all of her. Uh, faults at your feet, but one of the things that she's done and is known for is the gun violence restraining orders. Where do you stand on gun violence restraining orders?
7: Well, I think that um, you know it, it's a good question, you know, and I and I don't know if um and I because I don't want to speak for her and say that there's some kind of strong anti um you know Second Amendment feelings that she may or may not have because I don't you know I don't I'm not in her head, but. I think that um, you know, like like has been said in a, in a lot of places, that there's no um, unlimited right to um, to uh, to the Second Amendment. I mean, Here we there's go. Plenty of laws out there? <laughs> Here we go. That so, didn't take long. I,
2: My specific I, question is: What do you think about gun violence restraining orders? You personally?
7: I think gun. I think gun violence restraining orders serve a good good tool in, uh-huh. in, the, in the community.
2: Yeah, that's what, I, a, that's what a, I've a, heard about you. Listen, man, in no universe yeah. are you pro-Second Amendment. Not only do you, do you support gun violence restraining orders, but you actually help implement them in other jurisdictions, right? Well, yeah, our, our
7: office received a grant from the state to help train law enforcement on uh, how to do gun violence restraining orders. And yes. you, And you help do right.
2: that, right? That's a part of your job and what you've done. Yeah, I, I definitely have. Yeah, I got to tell you, those think- gun violence restraining orders are as as big a violation of, of people's Second Amendment rights as I can possibly think of. You're you're taking guns away from somebody that haven't been convicted of a crime, and not only that, but your office. I've I so I had a lady call up and say, "Hey, I was a victim of one of these gun violence restraining orders." She was going through a bad divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, her husband said, "Hey, she threatened me with a gun." You guys went and arrested her, put her in jail. She had to go in front of a, a judge. And the husband came and said, you know what, uh, she didn't actually threaten me with a gun. I was in a, you know, high emotions, we're going through divorce, I was mad, we're both mad, you know, I'm so sorry. And the person who was uh, if, at, at your office, at the, uh, uh, um, d- the city attorney's office, said if he retracts yes. his statement, she will prosecute him for uh, filing a false re- police report, and, and they had to continue going through the process. And this lady was terrified. Sorry terrified you guys are predators down there and i don't say that lightly well i think like i said i think that you know there's
7: i I don't think anybody can argue that it's not that's not proper if you have someone who's a criminal they probably shouldn't be having guns i mean there's a whole statutes on arm but
2: that's got nothing to do with gun violence restraining orders that's got nothing to do with gun violence restraining orders you don't go after criminals because a criminal is someone that's been prosecuted you go after people that haven't been prosecuted and you take their guns away
7: well, what, 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 what about individuals that are, you know, they are, you know, get arrested, for example, right? And, and they committed, you know, they committed a crime, they, they get booked into jail, you know, I mean, and they're, you know, that, does, that doesn't mean that they haven't committed the
2: crime. So is the know? implication it, 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 that if you, you, that you, that you can't take, wait a minute, there. are you implying that you can't take, a, if you arrest somebody, maybe they're doing something violent? Are you implying that law enforcement without gun violence restraining orders, law enforcement can't take their guns away? Is that what you're saying?
7: Oh no! Definitely,
2: law enforcement can take their guns away. But well, then why? Why did you bring answer. that example up? We're talking about gun I'm violence restraining saying, orders.
7: Well, let's. I'm because well, I'm saying because if somebody did something them, the police encounter them, they take their guns, they book them into jail. They could they could go out and, and they could still buy guns.
1: Well, Jot right? Jot, let's and that's go. And that's, let's go back to the last example. The fact that the husband accused the wife of doing something. You guys arrested okay. her pulled her guns away i mean without any proof other than the f- husband saying that she did this so i mean i think that's the point we're talking no, about I, it's it's not somebody breaking the law that'd be no different if i said to a police officer that you ran over my cat and i seen you do it and it was well, on I, purpose so they automatically arrest you
7: yeah well i'm just i would say that in the, in that situation what you talked about sounds mm-hmm. like domestic violence i mean people go get domestic violence restraining all the time and where there's, no, where there's no, no intervention by government at all. And, and they make up stories, and the judge, right. judge issues those, those anyway. So there is no really um, ability for somebody that's, that's rational in, in, in that to weigh in and say, no, I don't think that's right. You know, I mean, Because sometimes maybe it's true, sometimes it's, maybe it's not. That's why you have to have the process go out, and the person in the prison says, hey, that's all a lie, and maybe it's that he said, she said, and there's no proof. But at least on the other side, if, if, the, if I use my example on gun violence restraining order, someone gets a chance to say, mm, no, I, your story doesn't – we don't have any corroboration, so we're not going to do it." They're that.
2: benevolent. So or, you're or giving them it. the opportunity to make the case in front of a judge. Wow, that's great, John. That's total BS, man. These gun violence restraining orders are extreme. They're an extreme example of – of, of the abuse of power, and this is what happens when you get the wrong people in office. There's no case to be made that wow. these are good for gun owners. There's no case to be made that they're, that they, you know, well, I, I, we have this thing in the country called, you know, the legal system, and it's made up of courts, and you get to go, there's no, I kind of like it, by the way. I kind of like our legal system. Yeah. And this totally goes well, I do, around. Yeah, and, I, and I do, too. I do, too. Well, then how I can do. you make the case that a gun violence restraining order is constitutional and good for gun owners?
7: How can you make that case? Well, Michael, you've already, and you, and you mentioned it earlier about police. I mean, we we have all kinds of things where people get their guns taken away all the time without gun violence restraining order. Let's just let's just go to people getting arrested, people getting any any restraining order against them. You know, I mean, there's a reason why the legislature in Sacramento keeps passing laws in California to make it harder and harder for you to own a gun, for you to buy a gun, for you to do it, to do anything with it because. They they think they can take the 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 stopgap into hey, their own hands. Hey Don't Joe, are you
2: buying this? The police. Joe's across nah. the room, and we're all laughing at you. Well, no, John, just, this is ridiculous, man. There's no case Wait, to Joe's make. Gonna I'm say sorry, something. Too. Ahead, no, no, no. Go ahead, Michael. I this just... is there's no case to be made. What you just said was that gun owners should embrace these gun violence restraining orders because if we don't, they're gonna make even more horrible gun laws. I'm not buying that, well, you, man. They,
7: are, they they are making more horrible gun laws. Yeah, with yeah, or
2: they, without gun violence restraining orders. You know what a horrible gun law is? Gun violence restraining orders. There's no defense to be made well, for this. And you're running against you, two people who are they're just as they're stronger, stronger than you are on CCWs. So why would we vote for you... Why would we vote for you if you if they're What are you going to do as sheriff? Are you going to? Why why would you
7: think they're why would you think they're stronger than me on CCW? I, I support CCW.
2: Here's why they're you know, stronger than ahead. you on CCWs because one of them is actually the current under sheriff, and she's actually improved the CCW process. When I pick when I pick when she, yeah, when I call, was. she picks up the phone. When I email her, she answers me. She's actually done things to support our our right to carry. Which you I asked you at the beginning of the interview. You haven't really. The only thing you've done is spread and and. Uh, uh do more with gun violence restraining orders well I, she's, well, she's, I, I she's not implementing gun mind. violence restraining orders she's not expanding gun violence restraining orders as sheriff is that what you're going to do well, are you going to expand the system well, because it's good standing, for gun owners
7: the sheriff's department does do gun restraining orders because i know for a fact because i because we've done stuff w- with them where they, they've done it so but they do and i believe uh, the the sheriff still has good good cause provisions on on ccw in their policies i mean had to be a state law on that you know several years ago. Well, it's state law, but it, it, but also it, it may not be going forward. I got to say you, Thanks Three for the interview, John. Or
2: if or so. if there is no case to be made that a pro gun owner in, in any situation for should vote for John for sheriff, I bet the Republicans are going to endorse this guy. And it's it this this it's like a cancer in their party, man. You guys you elect these rhinos. You don't care about the Second Amendment. You pay it lip service. Somebody shows up and says, Hey, I was a Marine and boom, you think he's pro-Second Amendment. Meanwhile, he's expanding gun violence restraining orders. No way should you vote for this guy. Don't give him a dollar.
1: Completely reject his campaign. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome to Gun Hunters Radio, FM 961AM 1170.
2: The answer
1: (laughs) failed. See, you got it. Quit eating carrots. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Start going back to asparagus. Hey, clean lube and protect your gun faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all. So natural, non-toxic, environmentally (laughs) vegan-friendly. Are you tired of smelling like a gas station after cleaning your gun? Well, try Seal One. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop. Clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Hey, by the way, once the show's over, stay with Bob Siegel. He's got a gun show that he's going to do, and you're going to love the story. So don't touch that dial. Bob's right. the best.
2: He is. We, we just told us what's coming up. so all yeah, you not Don't turn off the show. Listen to Bob Siegel. He's absolutely wonderful. Okay, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Uh, Sam, you there? Sam? Sam? Yeah, how are you guys? Hey, man, good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Um, you're a vegan, aren't you, Sam? <laughs> um, No, I, uh, I'm not. <laughs> you're not a vegan? All right. <laughs> okay so uh every, inside
1: inside joke
2: <laughs> every uh um every week we do our segment called stump my nephew sam is my nephew
1: i'm very proud of him he's you an awesome bumped guy. him the last couple thank you very much
2: i know we had a bump we had really really cool guest. so so it's first first week back so you, you gotta come on strong sam this is it man um if you send in a gun question and we use it on the air you'll get a hat or shirt um if you stump my nephew which is extremely difficult.
1: You'll get a hat or a shirt.
2: You'll get a hat or a shirt, and you'll get a front site membership, which is a lifetime of, uh, of uh, shooting, which Danielle is familiar with. Right? Yeah, and and yeah, tonight, tonight
1: that. only, you'll get a carrot. Right. You get a
5: carrot. One, one carrot.
1: Ca- one
2: before. carrot. Not two. Not two. Signed by Vegan Danielle.
5: Yeah, and then it'll die. It'll <laughs> die.
2: <laughs> Twice in asparagus. <sighs> that dies too. All right. So have you ever been asked a question by a vegan before? Same. <laughs>
5: <laughs> He's never actually met a vegan.
6: <laughs> um, probably. I don't know how to answer
5: that. I was going to say, do we introduce ourselves yeah. or we're, hi, I'm vegan? <laughs> yeah, that was a
1: part of the question. You'll be safe. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
5: All right. What is... Wait, no, wait, wait. You got oh. Elliot from... Oh, Elliot from Otay Mesa. Otay? Otay. I don't know how to say Otay. that. Otay Mesa. What is the world's smallest gun?
6: Um, Elliot from uh, some made-up place. What is the world's smallest gun? Thanks very much for writing in, Elliot. Um, Now, to my knowledge, the smallest functioning firearm um, ever made was the Calibri pistol, which dates back to the early part of the last century and was chambered for a proprietary 2.7 millimeter round. It was a semi-automatic pistol, um, not very powerful, very difficult to use, uh, made by a Swiss watchmaker. And... uh, and relegated to the dustbin of history.
2: I I, I think, so what what is it? What do
6: you call it? Calibri. It means uh, hummingbird, I believe.
1: It's not in there.
2: It's not in there. But it's a Swiss watchmaker. Is there another name for it? Because I think, yeah, I think you got it, but they're calling it something different. What are they calling it? They're calling it the, uh, (laughs) okay, so at, at two inches, at two inches long and weighing under an ounce, the Swiss minigun CIST. Is a highly sought after collector's item. Making the parts and assembling the gun requires the skill of a master craftsman, all of which are trained at jewelry and Swiss uh, uh, watchmaking. Thus, only about a hundred are made each year. With each order customized, I don't think it's the same. I don't think that's. The oh, same. so this I, is a
6: new production uh, yeah, firearm. It's a new production firearm. A
2: new
7: I, I was going to say, I do, see, that? I do see one here where he, he literally said it word for word that the German word for hummingbird, the Calibri, is the world's smallest gun too? As so your guy, no, no and- but it, it, you know what? I say we give him it honestly.
2: Cause, <laughs> I mean, because well, Elliot, no,
1: Ty doesn't know.
2: Yeah, I got to tell you, the, the amazing thing is the guy. You know, Sam's got a He had an answer that was that was fairly accurate. We don't know if. Yeah, the other thing is, what is what do they mean
5: well, by yeah, but,
1: small? Are they
2: talking Yeah,
5: because I'm reading this one right now, too. Point yeah.
0: seven
1: ounces.
5: The Colibri- yeah, but are they doing size or ounces or, or how many rounds but they see, can hold? But or? here's the thing. I was this told it's is, not the
1: size that counts. But this is a gun that's still being made. See, this is a gun that's still being made. But is made. it
2: small by weight? Is it small by barreling? Is, is it small by. But see,
1: oh, man, Sam small? answered historically the smallest gun, and that was
3: back with that little hummingbird Got I it. think Sam's was smaller than 5.5 centimeters too. I think. Well, how long was yours, Sam? Yeah. How long's your? How long's your? Your? Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't <laughs> feel comfortable answering that. <laughs> on there.
1: Well, this is 5.5 centimeters long, weighing under 0.7 ounces.
6: Well, does uh, does someone have a, a computer there that they can look up the Calibri on? Yeah, that's and that's what, what at,
1: uh, that's what. Uh, Brandon, Brandon said, that's why he said you didn't lose, you won this one.
2: Yeah, I think you did. I think you outsmarted the question. Yeah, I think so. Or the, the, the asker. Um, let, me, let me read it just a little bit more while we're looking that up. The, uh, about 100 are handmade. This is the, the gun that they say, the Swiss minigun. About 100 are handmade each year with each order customized to the client's specifications, including the option for a special model made of 18 karat gold, which is the one I would definitely buy. Um, Adding the double-action .09 caliber six-shooter your collection will run you at least six thousand seven hundred five dollars, and he's
1: got five of them in his shot.
2: I think that the one that you just talked about, the, the little hummingbird, is actually smaller. Is that it? Yeah, is I got that it the right hummingbird, here. or is that? Yeah, the-
5: yeah. So they originally designed it as a lady's self-defense weapon that was small enough to fit inside of a handbag, but it wasn't very effective against mug muggers because it wasn't doing a whole lot of damage. They would just tickle them. <laughs> yeah, and then it was discontinued in nineteen fourteen. So. Yeah. I, I I don't. Really I think know. he technically won. I'm going I with Sam.
2: Let's go yeah. with Sam. Should we vote? Should we go around the? I, well, here's another
7: th- one. There's a third scale Colt 1855 root revolver, but it was personally made and it wasn't really distributed. Give him, give so- him
1: the, a clap and a pause.
5: Okay, you got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice job, Sam. Yeah, nice job, buddy. Do I get a carrot? Yes, you do.
5: <laughs> I will give you one of mine. I can She'll, sacrifice she it She carrots. has five, five of
1: them in her pocket.
5: Yeah, they carry them everywhere. She
1: just carries carrots
5: do all over Do you have a CCW for I was going to say, do you
2: have a CCW for <laughs> that? I do. Okay, <laughs> it's good. a CCC, actually. Ah, <laughs> totally. it's, if it's sharpened, then it's, you got to get it. Yeah. You got to get it perfect. I just bite on them, you know.
5: <laughs> Are Cops come, I the bite rocket? it off. Yeah, are they? Are They're they not, not in out. California. No, not in California.
6: Off roster,
1: carrot. Yeah, we have all off rosters out here, my friend. Hey, man. So I was
2: thinking of you this week, as you know, uh, my buddy, uh, my nephew Sam is Jewish, and uh, we had a we had a call. I actually went and protected. I helped protect a synagogue on Tuesday night. You did, which sounds like you know it, it was. Uh, yeah, it sounds like geez, you know, what? what is that is that? Really? Is that overkill? But then what happens yesterday?
3: Yeah. Did you guys see the news? Yeah. Some, thought, didn't some, they say, uh, yeah, some people did some things or something? Some people that, did yeah. some things. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah, some some truly horrible, dangerous person took over a synagogue. So why did night. you go
1: guard a synagogue and you didn't even know this was going to happen? Well, I, <laughs> how they was I supposed to know this was going to happen? <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was, it was fairly
2: interesting. Um, the uh, One of the leaders in the synagogue, they, they trained with us for Guns and Moses, which we did this morning. It was really awesome. Um, and they said, hey, look, we're doing this, this program, this kid's program. We're doing this after school, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We need security. We're looking for you know anybody in the security. So I found some. But they needed someone that day. So I was like, all right, you know what? I can move some things around on my schedule and I'll be there. But I'm not really a security guard. Let's find you some really.
1: Yeah, but you look like one.
2: I, right? You know? And I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I know. So I'm clear. So, <laughs> and, you
1: a, and you had Denny's. <laughs> last yeah. Day. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> me and another guy show up. And, and uh, the first thing they showed us, showed me was a bullet hole from this was the same synagogue oh the same synagogue they they said they said they patched everything else they saved one as a reminder sure it's very very sobering i would too very sobering and then and i'm still you know for for a few days i'm just thinking gosh i can't believe that this synagogue requires that level of of security and then this thing happens yesterday i mean this is very very real but anyway i was thinking of you sam do you guys have a security detail at your synagogue
6: um, we do not. The one that I typically go to is on a military base, so that doesn't no, well, really work. Fairly secure.
1: Ah, and you're okay.
6: I go to is uh, reform, and those of you who know what that is now understand why uh, there's no one armed there except me.
2: No, uh, because they're are they are reform? They're fairly anti. Are they progressive? And they don't not- like. It's a different denomination.
6: I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, okay. no, no offense to those of you uh, who are listening and who happen to be Reform, but um, Reform Jews tend to be less friendly toward that type of thing than, say, conservative or orthodox.
2: Well, they can afford to be there on a military base. Wow. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Sam. Awesome job, as always. Always learn something great from Sam. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
6: Well, thanks very much for having me on. It's always uh, always a fun time, um, and keep the questions
1: coming, everyone. All right, you brother, got it, buddy. The carrots in the mail, you got <laughs> it.
2: Okay, so we've had a really really fun show. Is um, a kid
1: amazing? Let's just throw an at a att- att- boy. I mean, she hasn't heard ninety percent of the, of the yeah. questions that this guy gets. It's I mean, definitely. we literally sit there with our jaw on our table because. If you didn't know better, you'd think he sent him the answer. Yeah, no. that's what I was going to ask you. Are you
2: cheating? No, no, not cheating. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to stump him. So i got to say something before we leave. Um, it's very, very unfortunate. Um, we went to the grand opening of American Shooters on yesterday, and it was really, really great. But a lot of people don't know that that's actually owned by Mark Halcon. Mark Halcon is, is a, an institution uh, when it comes to gun ownership. Uh, Add him he, in
1: here as a guest.
2: Yep, he was just here a month ago. And he's a good friend of mine, was a good friend of mine. He passed away on Friday night. Um, great, great guy. Without him, San Diego County Gunners truly wouldn't wouldn't exist. No, yeah. and he was a character. He was one of those kind of grumpy old guys that yeah. was real gruff and maybe said some things that he probably should have filtered. Um, but he was always supportive of me. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, you know, he's 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 out doing better things. But our hearts and prayers go to him and his family. Um. You still going to hold the meeting on Tuesday? Yes. Okay. We're all going to be there. If you want to come down, it's right off of Highway 67 in Bradley, right next to the Greek Chicken Place. Uh, Just look for all the cars. You will be missed, Mark. You will be missed, truly. All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show uh, on YouTube, and when you watch a video, make sure you hit the, uh, the thumbs up button, which I didn't know was there. Please support our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield. Still in Law Group, the RMI Mortgage, Scott Vinson, uh, Coldwell Banker, Royal Realty, Sage Tree Web Development, National Concealed Carry Association, Seal One, the American Shooters in El Cajon, thanks to Joe Jermisi, Michael Schwartz, Vegan Danielle, <laughs> Sam the Gunman, and our infamous board pusher, Brandon Thomas, right here on FM 961 AM
5: 1170. The answer.